the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So, Heather comes slandering into my studio today and starts talking about some fellow Republicans in Pulaski County, I guess, right? That's right. Pat Becker. Yes. She used to be in Batman back in the 60s. She was in the movie Guide to the Married Man. She was in In Like Flint. You know, I don't have my playback unit here. I used when When my guests would call in, my special guests... Uh, during a segment, she when they called in, I had a special ringtone that I played, and it was the <laughs> phone from In Like Flint. Yeah, used to use. I got to get her on the air. Yeah, you do. We got to talk about what's going down as far as uh, all of this is concerned. I mean, look, she's been with a lot. I mean, James Coburn, the yeah. ultimate cool dude. I mean, when I grew up, he was like Mister Cool. Now, you probably don't know this, Heather, because that movie came out in the 60s in, like, Flint. And our, our man, Flint. Yeah, it was C.Y. Yeah. Well, B.Y. before you. B.Y. So, anyway, he had a watch. Uh-huh. He, he would, like, go into this meditation state. And uh, the, the piece that you wind, well, when you used to have to wind watches, wind the spring, would come out. Now, people who are my age remember this clearly. It would come out and go along the part of your wrist where your pulse is, and it would start going, and bring your bring your heart rate back up out of out of this method. It was just some of the coolest stuff. Yeah, They couldn't make the movie today because Flint was the ultimate misogynist. You remember this? Oh, my this? gosh. Oh, do you remember this, Elizabeth? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I mean, hey, he was like Mr. Cool. He was... Good he, morning. Yeah, he was a fun guy. Uh, the fun side of James Bond, kind yeah. of, is what they did. Good morning to you as well. We've got you on the phone today. A little mishap for the uh, the family, so she'll be back hopefully in the studio <laughs> next week. But uh, a lot to talk about. So I'm going to work on getting Pat Becker on. Yeah, you should. You, you said should. that she's got a trio. Yeah, a band, a trio band, her and her husband. Do you know what the t- name <laughs> of it is? I think it's the Pat Becker and Rex trio band pat and beck uh, pat, pat, pat and rex yeah i'm not sure i'll have to get the exact well, name I've on that got, one, but. i'm anybody who is a female and in, in with the republican party at pulaski county put out the word yeah you, you know. know pat becker i want you on my show yeah yeah i'll I mean, message her i, I gotta find out what part she played in batman yeah i'll message her so, so what has she what has pat becker done 
Well, what ha- uh, yeah. I think it's more what hasn't she done, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's amazing. She's yeah. written books. Uh, yeah, children's she, books. She just moved to uh, Arkansas last few years, yeah. evidently, right? And oh, uh, she was okay. in, she gotcha. was she was living in Oklahoma, right? Right. And she was doing oh. a TV show about dogs, right? Yeah, and she had a radio show. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, she's she was oh, a dog definitely. trainer. She was a wrong. dog trainer. <laughs> That's where the dog show came yep. from. So it'd be kind of interesting. She's big time Republican. Yeah. And, yeah, yes. And and then she struck my heart when Heather told me, "Yeah, she knows who you are, Dave." Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Oh yeah. yeah. So after get Where this, is- this is almost as good as when I got the Lennon sisters on in yeah. Branson. Yeah. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of what the youngest one's name was, but I had such a crush on her when I was a young guy. Oh really? Yeah. Had a crush <laughs> on. Old folks having crushes. Yeah. And she could <laughs> she couldn't make it to the uh, interview that we did, and this lady who does the show in Branson about the people of Branson and the the you know, the big stars that still live up there. Uh, I said, I got to get her on. And she says, well, do you want to say something? I said, I loved you. <laughs> we should have gone out. And I put my, I put my fingers up to my, my mouth and I, I go, call me. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they played that show evidently over and over and they got a great laugh out of it. It was it was pretty funny. But, yeah. yeah. we. You know. There's a lot of people, you know, you, you don't realize, you, you remember them from when they, you know, were fairly established stars, and then they go on with the rest of their lives. Right. You know? So, we got to get her on. I got to hear the stories. Yeah. Bring her right in. Got to bring her in. See what she has to say. Yeah. All right. So, Heather knows everybody. Yeah. Well, Heather, everybody. Yeah, yeah, she knows all the important people. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. she does. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so both of you. I mean, so it's the it's the female panel today. Missy couldn't be here. She's under the weather. Some she says she oh, caught, wow. she said she caught a uh, the sniffles when she's down in New Orleans. <laughs> and did you see what I said? Yes. I, I sent back to her. I said, "You're lucky. It was only the sniffles." <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that's good time. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a good time though. Yeah, it's a well. Yeah. I love New Orleans. Oh, me too. We got a, we got a trip that's coming up. I haven't told everybody about mm-hmm. that. We're going to New Orleans in in January. We've already got people signed up for it, but I'm going to start oh, really? talking about it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the big thing that I want to do when we go down there again is I want to take everybody back to the World War II Museum because because of COVID, a lot of people haven't heard that they have a new wing of the uh-huh. World War II Museum that's called the Road to Tokyo, huh. and it's about the war in the Pacific. So I want to go down there and check it out. Anybody who served in the Pacific would enjoy, not enjoy, that may not be the right word, but appreciate that. Right. Well, yeah. Right. You know, I've told you this a lot, uh, uh, Elizabeth. My dad served with Pat. Yeah. And so yeah. I I used to, I could name the battles and everything that the Third Army was in coming up through Italy <laughs> and all of that because my dad was there. Yeah. And then what I always told him was his claim to fame is that he was at the Battle of the Bulge. Cool. Which was Oof. almost uh, the undoing of the Allied Army in World War II. I mean, the, people don't realize, if they've never read about it, how close Hitler came to get into the fuel dumps up there in, uh, in the, the, I don't know, what is it, the Norway and that area up there. 
and that's where he's pushing. Yeah. Or with the military that we have today, I wonder what would happen in the same circumstance. Well, We're so interested in semantics right. and words and pronouns, you know, right. vaccine mandates and yeah. pronouns and all this other you garbage. Know, he, she, mm-hmm. go up and take that place right. in the line. No, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, you know, I, I knew everything. I didn't know that much about the Pacific until I joined the Air Force and uh, I was stationed on Guam. Uh, for uh, three years, and I went to all the the uh, Marshall Islands in there, which you know Saipan and Iwo Jima, Tinian, where the atom bomb was delivered, and all of that. Philippines, South Korea, uh, Okinawa. I got to see all of that. Yeah. And uh, when I was on Guam, they they have several tours you can go on, and you can still see the World War Two. Uh, you know, built-in machine gun nests and everything that the Japanese had. Japan had like five years to dig in before we got there. And uh, when we got there, it was terrible. I mean, you go out in the, we call them the boonies, all right? But you go out into the jungle, and it was beautiful weather outside the jungle. I mean, 75 degrees, ocean breeze and all of that. Oh, wow. Then you went into the jungle no breeze it went up to about 95 degrees and just unrelenting humidity right 100 percent humidity and you're, you're going through there and then you can't see more than a foot and a half in front of you yeah and these japanese were all dug in and they would just pop out of nowhere wow it was terrible and it was like that on every one of those freaking islands wow i mean you look at now iwo wasn't that way only because there was no jungle on mm-hmm. Iwo Jima. It's a volcanic rock, basically. Yeah. But uh, we lost 7,000 men in the initial invasion of Iwo Jima. It's, it's really an eye-opener. And the fighting during World War II with the Japanese is kind of like the fighting that you do with the terrorists over in the Middle East. Terrorists, you know, you die and you go get your Vestel virgins. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese had the bonsai code. Bushida code and uh, dying was the way that you served your emperor who right. was your god yeah. so it was a you know dying was the thing yeah, to do. that was the thing to do right? on, on Iwo Jima yep. I forget how many men they had on there but it seems like there was like 19,000 something wow. like that and only 200 were taken prisoner wow think about that I just I've always said I think our army today would be tough in a battle even like that. However, I don't know how tough Americans would be. Right. If every day, every day, if a newspaper headline or, um, you know, Fox News or whomever you watch, uh, the headline was another several thousand military men and women had died the previous day. How long could we take that psychological onslaught? Yeah. 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 It'd be tough. Yeah, I don't think think so either. I don't think so. Not long. They would. Just all you got to do is look at Vietnam. Right. That's true. You know, look at what we did. I mean, we lasted 20 years in Afghanistan. Yeah. I'll give us credit for that. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying. It's, it's we didn't have easy. the media that we have today when we started. No, believe it or not, the media back there then wanted us to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that's the case now. Would be honest. Yeah, they were pro. You know what do they say? You 
say a lie long enough and people believe, mm-hmm. begin to believe that it's true. So that's right. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, we're doing today. That's the big man from uh, Nazi Germany. Yep. You know, he said, mm-hmm. you tell a big enough lie long enough and people will believe it. That's right. And he, and he was right because here's what you do. If you just take a, tell, tell a small lie, that's easily disprovable. Right. You tell a big enough lie where it sounds like it that can't happen. Right. But if you repeat it Bless enough, if you repeat it day in, day in, day out, night in, night out, people buy it. Yep. It's really weird. That's the problem. That's the problem. The media figured that one out. Yeah. Yep. Human psyche is really weird. You know, that's, and yeah, that, that was Goebbels' big uh, claim to fame was that, that saying. Yeah. Well, let me get the first break right. in and then we're going to come back and, uh, We'll talk about misinformation uh, in a big news story that's going on right now. And I was just disgusted with the lies yesterday that the uh, prosecuting attorney was telling oh. about Rittenhouse yesterday. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. In court. Yeah, in, in court. court. Oh, Down the jury. Gosh. And I don't understand why the judge didn't say something yeah i really i don't have a theory i have a theory okay well we'll talk about it when we come back don't forget about east end towing they are your towing company they know what they're doing which means that they can handle uh your situation they got the answers for instance here's a here's a question for you i don't know what the answer is i'm gonna have to get patrick on to talk about it someday your car breaks down your trailer, you're, you're, you're towing your trailer behind it. What do you do? Does the tow truck come out, hook up your car, and leave the trailer on the side of the road with some blocks? Or do they hook up your, come back, hook up your trailer, and take it where they take your car? I don't know. I, I really don't know. So, uh, But East End Towing does. I mean, Patrick's you know pretty straight about that. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they got all the answers for you. So call them. Put this in your phone, this number. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. And then you'll know that you got the number of the towing company you're going to call here when you're here in our area in Arkansas uh, to come out and pull you off the side of the road or change your tire or, you know, whatever happens. Lock your keys in the car or whatever. They'll take care of you at East End Towing. All right, so Kyle Rittenhouse, or Rittenhouse uh, the jury has gone into, into uh, determining his guilt or innocence. I still don't understand why they, they're letting the jury not, why they're not making them be sequestered uh, when they're not meeting. I mean, well, I, the, I didn't know they weren't. No, oh, no, my. they're not sequestered. They went home last night. Interesting, but he tells them they can't talk about the case. I yeah, come on. Yeah. come on, come right. on. Yeah, maybe not yeah. amongst them. Yeah. But you tell me you're married and you don't sit and, and talk with your wife about right. the case, right? So they, well, they, you they, actually shouldn't. I know they, you shouldn't. Uh, you're doing your job the correct way, folks. I, I understand that, but I, I just That's telling you, that's not going to happen. How many of them don't turn on a news channel? You know, how many, you know, it's like you're not supposed to read the papers. You're not supposed to watch right. television. You're not right. supposed to listen to the right. radio. Right. Because it might, uh, you know, make you 
go a different way right. on what you think the verdict should be. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I just think that it's it's silly to do it that way. They should have sequestered. I mean, the trial was two weeks long. Yeah. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're going to go in that kind of a high profile uh, trial, you you want you want people to be somewhere where you can control what they can see about the media and everything. Right. You eat together. You don't sleep together. It's, uh, <laughs> at least I don't think as they much, do. Yeah. <laughs> as much grief as they're giving the judge for, uh, you know, ringtones on his phone oh, and yes. recognizing veterans on Veterans Day, you know. Um, oh, my gosh, you have a red, white, and blue tissue box <gasps> oh, in the courtroom. Getting upset that he made statement yep. that they hoped that their Chinese food would show up, but it wasn't out on a ship <laughs> out off of California. I think, I think he was a little more loose early in the, in the you know, process here, but mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. I, you know, I think he wants as much as possible to give this case to the jury. Yeah, he yeah. does. You know, with, with the thought that the jury would be, I don't know how to say this, the, the, the decision would be better accepted perhaps. I right. don't think that the left's going to go for that. No. It doesn't matter one way or the other whether they acquit him or they find him guilty. They're not going to be happy because he wasn't murdered on the spot. Right. I saw a post about that that basically it was a leftist pundit, and they basically were saying, you know, we live in a world where this young man who could go out and murder two people actually lived to see the trial. Yeah. And I was just horrified. Well, how about the guy... So, wasn't it the guy that had the handgun that he shot him in the right arm, a, a vaporized in his own terms? Vaporized, yeah. His, his bicep. I was trying to kill you. Yeah, and he said <laughs> the only the only thing that he felt bad about is that he couldn't fire his gun and empty the clip into him. Yeah. Was yeah. It, wasn't yeah. he the one who said that? think possibly so he's okay. also the one that of course went on anderson cooper after he yeah and said he I lied on the stand everyone did very calmly answered he was not rattled he was not shook up no. he was not discombobulated Mm-mm. he knew exactly what he was saying and then when he realized he had told the truth he tried to go on anderson cooper and lie about it right yeah well here, I, think, I don't know do we still have that clip uh, uh by chance heidi of the guy on the stand in the right in the house jury case. Correct. Correct. Looking over as he's been coached to do to the yeah. left hand. When you see him, do looking we still over have the guy staff, that, looking over the that had the, uh, the pistol and threatened right in house. And he was answering the questions that we don't have it any longer. Okay. Anyway, here's what he said. They, they said to him, it said, uh, is, is that you by Mr. Right in house? He said, yes. And then they said, uh, when you approached him, did you banish your weapon? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. And then they said, Mr. When, when Mr. Reitenhouse saw you without a gun, did he, did he fire? No. When you pulled your weapon and pointed, because they had the pictures. Right. And you pointed your weapon. It pointed yeah, at him. him right. Did he fire at you? And he said, yes. And that's, and that's when he said, that's when he vaporized my bicep. That's what he said. And, uh, he uses that term every time. Yeah, so, yeah, well, he doesn't have a bicep anymore. You, get, you know, I don't think people realize how powerful guns really are right. until they're up close and personal so and see one. what they do, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why they're around. They're around to kill people 
if they get out of line with you, if they're threatening you. And that's what they were doing uh, here on the streets of Kenosha. And all you have to do is watch the the videos that are here. And I think that the judge could have thrown the whole case out the window. Yeah. I can say, I don't, I think he does not want to have to do that if he can help it because he feels, in my opinion, he feels that, you know, he, he would get, I don't think he's afraid of the onslaught. I think he honestly feels that justice is served if the jury, you know, comes to the right verdict. Right. Comes to the verdict and judges this case. I honestly feel that way. Well, um, if, if you've been watching, mm-hmm. if you've been watching this case, I'm just saying I don't think you can come to any realization than that this was self-defense. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm well, really I'm really stunned. But I I gotta remember, and I I've told people this: this is a trial that's taking place up north in Wisconsin. Yeah. They do not have the same view of guns as we have here in the South, and we're going to talk about that. When we come back from uh, uh, the the news, uh, uh, Elizabeth and Heather, and I'll get your all's opinion on this as well. News is next, and we'll return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, Elizabeth, Heather made a mistake. She started talking baking with me. (laughs) Yeah, Heather started talking baking with me. That's not a good thing. Well, I'm I'm already beginning uh, today uh, the chocolate chip cookies. We were talking about yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. food. I'm yeah, because la- cook too. Yeah, or I can. Baker or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. last year I made seventy-two dozen chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, and they were gone in what four days? Four days. <laughs> they were gone in four days. We had a great yeah. time. How many people did you have at your house? Well, for Thanksgiving, I think we got seventeen coming this yeah. year. So you know, right. if you take you take a dozen cookies for thirteen grandkids. That ain't even that ain't right. even a that taste. Won't even cover it. Yeah, that ain't even that a even taste. You know? right. So <laughs> they get, they sh- they show up, and I've got about that many uh, chocolate chip cookies along with uh, the uh, peanut butter cookies and mm. all the. My wife eats more most of the <laughs> peanut butter cookies. I wish I could. Now take. she will never say that, but she does. Yeah, I make them <laughs> make because I know they're her easy. favorite. I mean, well, it's not easy, easy, but I mean, when you're making 72 dozen, it's not easy, but you could, you could do cookies, Heather. I can cook. I can hold my weight with cooking, but baking is just not my thing. I mean, I love well, sweets. But cookies but are not, they're, they're I know. not, I know. Uh, they're unforgiving. Yeah, yeah they're easy. Kind of. I say that. <laughs> you yeah. say they're unforgiving. You know, Dave, I always overcook them. My, <laughs> yeah, well, my, my, my recipe. you know what the grandkids yeah. say? We love your chocolate chips, granddad. <laughs> They're crisp on the edges go. and soft in the middle. Yeah. That's, yeah what I, middle. that's what I always hear. All right. Anyway, enough about my my culinary skills <laughs> of baking. Uh, don't forget about Hillcrest Jewelers. Uh, if you would come to my house, you would expect chocolate chip cookies, pumpkin pie, minced meat pie, fruitcake, and all kinds of stuff during the holiday time because I bake all of that stuff. But if you need uh, jewelry... For your significant other, whether it's your uh, your he or your she, they use it in a pronoun kind of way, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> you want to go see Eric, and uh, he'll make for you uh, some special jewelry. Now, you're at that time that you're cutting it really short if you want something really unique that Eric will design for you. So keep that in mind, all right? 
Uh, he's got a lot of stuff that is on display. I've already bought my wife something from uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry to give my wife on Christmas Eve, and uh, I think she'll like it a lot. And I bought something else yesterday from from um, Amazon that I know. Here, here's what happens at my household. My wife watches the finances like a hawk, <laughs> and she says, I see you ordered something from Amazon. And I looked at her, and I said, what? She says, I, I see you ordered something from Amazon. I said, look at that closer. <laughs> no, I think you're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, I, I bought her something from Amazon. But she's, look, she she sees something on the uh, the bank statement. And she questions. She starts asking yeah. me questions because she knows I buy stuff. Off, I buy a lot of books yeah. off of Amazon. And it, uh, this was more expensive than a book, believe me. <laughs> This holds a lot of books. Oh, nice. Okay, so she, okay. Uh, she'll like this, I all think. Right. So anyway, uh, bottom line is Hillcrest Designer Jewelry meet all your jewelry new- needs. They really will. Uh, tell them that you heard me talk about this on the air, and um, Eric's going to give you 20% off right off the top. Nice. Which is really nice. I mean, he's got good prices as it is. Yeah. And uh, I got some some half carat stud earrings for 200 bucks nice that's nice huh? wow all right so just just tell you you need to go see eric i hope she's sleeping this morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah well she doesn't listen to my show she i tell you this all the time she tells me i don't listen to your show because i hear your show every day <laughs> at home because <laughs> i'm always yelling at the television all right, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard is where Hillcrest is at. They're in Suite E. You go by and see Eric. He opens up at 10 o'clock every day, Monday through Saturday. If you just want to call him on the phone and make a time that you can go by and talk about a unique piece of uh, uh, jewelry, like you want him to design a ring or a necklace or something, 501-246-3655. That is Hillcrest Designer jewelry all right back here on the dave ellswick show heather beach is here good morning upcoming uh candidate that's right i say that she's going to run but you know what you have until the last moment to change your mind (laughs) when you got to write the check until you file until you yeah Yeah, until you file you're just saying you're going to run right so anyway so far so good it's exciting for her i'm sure it is it is and uh did you buy yourself a new pair of shoes? Because you're going to need them when Man, you start burning the yes, rubber. and suits and all kinds of stuff. Okay. So she's, <laughs> she's already doing it, though. She's already hitting the streets. I and am. going all around the state and talking yeah. to school boards and yeah, all that. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. And, she, yeah, won, voters. she won a huge victory last week at, in the uh, uh, the special school district, Pulaski County. Yes. Yes, uh, yes. They got that mask mandate. Yeah, it was lifted on... As a four to three vote, which was very slim, <laughs> well, but you, you, know, only, it, you only got it win by one. I know, I know. Lawsuits uh, talk, don't they? Yeah. They do. Uh, you know, we think they do. <laughs> we we think they do. Uh, some of the school board members, I don't think, were quite grasping the fact that they were about to be sued if they didn't lift it. Um, but we had uh, Elizabeth. Do you follow me on Facebook? Did you see the one yes, school ma'am. board member that lashed out onto the parents, basically calling them racist? And um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And that her constituents were pretty much incompetent. Uh, it was just. It's like the soup du jour now. <laughs> yeah. We've gone back to the way it was in the 60s. Um, 
when I was working at the Chicago Sun, that was a newspaper in Chicago, okay? Yeah. And I, I got on there. It was one of the first newspapers I ever wrote for. And we began doing an in-depth look at Operation Breadbasket of Jesse Jackson. Because, you know, <laughs> Jackson's nothing more than a race hustler. I mean, it is bottom line. Okay. That's what he does. And uh, we started asking questions about where all the money was going. Yeah. Because millions of dollars were disappearing oh, in a, into a big black hole. Yeah. And he, what he would do is that he would pick out businesses that they would pick it. Yeah. And then yes. they, they, he would, he, yeah, he would meet with the CEOs and stuff and say, well, you know, if, if you throw $40,000 towards Operation Breadbasket, the pickets can disappear. That's what wow. he did. Wow. But, well, that's basically what they do now, except they do it with social media. Shane yes, they do the same thing. Yep. Revenue somehow. Yeah. Same thing, same tactics. They don't change. No, that's, that's correct. And it goes, and it's just, it's, it, you know, it's uh, people like Jackson and Sharpton and, and all the rest that do this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, what happened is we started making some headway. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Everybody started calling us racist. Yep. Because oh, yeah. we were reporting on the Reverend. Yep. Uh, thank you, Rush. Uh, Jesse Jackson, <laughs> and it was it was uh, it was really bad. Right. And uh, our publisher caved. Right. They did. They started yeah. spiking our stories. The thing with the school board in Pulaski County, they had pretty much given out a memo to the parents stating that they wanted to have a very civil meeting people to be civil and we were we nobody yelled at anybody and then this one school board member just lashed out went out parents and I went said, off you know, on you no wait a minute we've been civil with you guys we expect the same in return yeah. and i mean she just came unwound and i did smart off to her just a little bit but and greg was like you gotta hush yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta hush she's hanging herself here just let her go and i was like okay let her go let her go don't get in the way what do just i what do i always tell you elizabeth just give them enough rope and they'll hang themselves right and they do and they do so it all the time yeah doing so much of it recently um yes <laughs> yeah we've had some fun and some games in faulkner county as well um it seems as though the local leftist groups have have discovered that there are parents in Conway who don't agree. And uh, how dare they? How dare oh, yeah. they try to use indoctrination? They're telling us we're using indoctrination. How dare they? <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're having some fun in Faulkner County with that at the moment. But uh, it's blown over, as it typically does. takes a couple of days for them to move on to a new target. And they've moved on for yeah. the most part. Yeah. I don't think Pulaski County is over yet because the left did hear about the meeting and they're pretty upset about it. They're pretty upset about it. They don't think that we should have parental rights. They think the school board should. Well, not, make- neither did McAuliffe in right. Virginia. That's right. Yeah. Well, not only not parental rights, but the left doesn't want us to have bodily rights over our own health, you know, the vaccine right. mandates and all that sort of thing. You know, UMS told their, their uh, employees yesterday, they have to be jabbed right. by December yeah. 5th for the first jab. That's no surprise. Somebody sent me a copy of the letter. I've got mm-hmm. the letter, but they're saying, yeah, yeah you, it says, um, we hope, oh, I forget the exact wording, something like, we, we hope that we can keep you on board. We hope that none of you choose to leave rather than get the vaccine and that we can find a way 
for everyone to stay on board, except we're mandating what you're supposed to do. Well, here's the key. You know how you stay. That may not be possible. Elizabeth, the way you stay on board, one of my friends, I won't say who it is, is a nurse. And I think she works at UAMS. And, Are they allowing exemptions? And and she said, and they said that you got to get the shot, mm-hmm. or you're going to lose your gig. And she can't afford to lose her gig. Yeah. And so she got jabbed. Okay. That's no. that's the way they work it no. with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way they work it. But that's. Mm-mm. But look at the dates. You're, you're giving up. You're at, giving up your freedom just for your income today, and I guarantee you, a year from now, we keep doing this. You won't have that choice. Right. But I look look at the dates you. on that memo that was sent out to the UAMS uh, employees. You have to have be completely vaccinated. What by January first, and then Act eleven thirteen goes into place on the thirteenth of January. So thirteen yeah. days shy. Of Act yeah. eleven thirteen going into play. I noticed that. I noticed. I said that that, that was, that was and January fourth, but yeah, they've they've looked at that. And you're January about two weeks well, they feel they, prob- yeah, they probably right. feel like they can hold a gun to your head uh, for those extra days exactly to put right. the extra to put the extra pressure. They think is probably necessary to get people to get out there and get vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Just you know, saying. Several weeks ago. We had that Dean Kampuris memo, and he is part of that consortium there in Little Rock that said we've got to use fear to get these people to do the jab. That was, what, yeah. three months ago? Right. And now this, this yeah. thing is moving very, very, very quickly. Right. And yet every single day we have more and more studies coming out with just horrendous results about things that are happening with these really untested vaccines that they're basically testing on the whole entire population well did you see they're going to start testing the deer population for covid yes they oh can get gosh. covid i'm not yeah. surprised yeah deer well deers can too. Con- in china they kill your animals when you're tested positive and they take you away they kill your animals yeah well i, can, I here's what I'll, I'll tell everybody is that i've been vaccinated and nothing's happened to me although i i do appreciate being able to look behind me without having to turn my head now yeah, <laughs> you're bad. <laughs> you're no, very bad. <laughs> I don't have a third eye. I'm, I'm saying I've I've had both the, the vaccination and the booster. Yeah. All right. I've chosen yeah. to do that. But, you know, Elizabeth not, knows all the health problems that I've had in the last couple of years. So I'm just right. I'm playing both ends of the candle, so to speak. But you get to make that yeah, decision for yourself. You should make that decision right. for yourself. And right. I don't. You should. And you hear me every time I talk about this. I have seen if it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. I have seen it on both sides. I've seen people be totally fine with the vaccine. But then I've had about a handful of people that are in their early 20s that had major, major reactions, the myocarditis. Um, one of the guys that I know, he was in the hospital for two weeks with myocarditis. Yeah, that's so, the inflammation of the heart. The heart. Yeah. And yeah. they tell you that it re- reconciles itself in many cases. However, I read a couple of days ago from a medical doctor that it does leave muscle damage in your heart yeah. permanently. Yeah. So you could be 14 years old and have permanent muscle damage in your heart. Yeah, I've just seen I've just seen it on both sides. I've I've seen people, you know, be injured from the vaccine, but I've also seen people my age die from it, too. Not from the vaccine, but from COVID. Look at Ken Yang. We almost lost. Yeah, we almost lost Ken. Yeah, I I think that was more the treatment that they they went into. I mean, he showed up and they sent him home. 
Unbelievable. No, that's what they do today still. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. What they do today. Still, that's crazy. Still, they will not allow early treatment. There are so many things wrong with this picture. All right. Gonna take so a break. Hold your powder, Elizabeth. <laughs> you still have powder? Is it dry? I don't know. <laughs> okay. We're gonna come back and talk to her some more. Heather Beach is here in the studio. Elizabeth is at home. I'm with you in the studio. Bible guys are coming up after the top of the hour. Right now, don't forget about Dustin Turner and selling your home. Uh, homes are selling like fast. The homes on either side of me now have sold in the last two months. Uh, one, it took about, I'm going to say probably took them uh, five weeks to sell it, but it was a big house. I mean, we're talking about. I bet you it was somewhere between 3,600 and close to 4,000 square feet. And then the other one across the street that sold just over this weekend was about the same size as mine. And it sold in two weeks. And it sold for $19,000 more than the people were asking for. So bottom line, houses are selling. But they sell even quicker if you use Dustin Turner. Because he understands the way real estate is handled now. It's not handled for open houses and that kind of stuff the way it used to be. It's done on the Internet. So the key is to get on as many sites with pictures of your home, information about your home as you possibly can. So that the people, uh, whomever it is that are searching for homes, can find the, maybe the price point they're looking for and the square footage they're looking for. And then, you know, at my house, we got a above ground pool because we were up on a ridge. So uh, it means you can't dig down real deep. So we had to go with a uh, an upside, you know, topside pool. But it's 32 foot long and 18 foot wide. It holds 50,000 gallons of water. It's a big pool with a nice deck around it and things of that nature. So maybe somebody's looking for that as well. Bottom line is uh, houses are selling fast because there's not a lot of them out there for sale. Housing market isn't on fire making new houses. So people are buying uh, people's houses they've lived in, some in some cases, 20, 25 years. Bottom line, Dustin gets you in all these websites, gets you in front of all the eyes you need to get in front of. And then he'll send people who have looked at your house an invite to come out to take a look at the house up close and personal and you get multiple offers and you sometimes they get into bidding wars they did with the house on the the right side of us and it sold for about thirty five thousand dollars more than they were expecting so bottom line now's the time to do it do it with the right person do it with the person you can trust what he tells you and that's dustin turner his phone number 501-952 2969 501-952-2969 if you can hear my voice dustin handles your area or you can just google him at dustin turner the home team or home team sold it.com buddy ben shapiro and if he was going to run for office that she had heard something i have not heard anything okay i could be off because he's loving he's loving what he's doing yeah uh, if you ever get a chance to see ben in action You'll see Ben in action. Okay. And by, by that, I mean where he's going to talk uh, about everything that's going on, and then he's open for like 45 minutes for questions. Okay. 
and he doesn't. Oh yeah. He doesn't run from anybody. Yeah. He's great. Him and him and Breitbart were great together. Yeah. Hilarious. I'll never forget when Andrew came the last time we had him here, and he was. Uh, it was during the one percent stuff that was going on. Remember the one percent stuff, Elizabeth? Uh, which one? No. The one, the one oh, percenters. The one percenters. So talking about. Yeah, we got all these one percenters don't pay enough of their taxes and all that. Oh, oh, the tax thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So all that was going on. He came in and was talking about the people that were making all these statements. And he said, disgusting people. They didn't bathe. He said, I bet you 90% had crabs. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a lot of older women there that day to hear him. And I, yeah, their, their oh, hair, man. they lost all the gray in their hair. It, it, it went, yeah, it went white is what happened. It went, it went white. And and he he saw their reaction, so he, he said that about four times during his speech. It was hilarious. Andrew was a card. He, he made a lot of fun and made a lot of sense, and then he died young, which oh, wow. was really, really, you know, he died of a heart attack just oh, out man. for a rock. Uh, a walk and there's a lot of people think that it wasn't an accident so i don't know about that but he predicted a lot of what's happening today and that wasn't that long ago in 2012 ken yeah well he was he was a guy who said culture is upstream from politics what you see in the movies today yeah will be talked about on the floor of the senate yeah in a couple of months it's true it's the truth it is the truth I mean, how many of you really, seriously, you hear this stuff of, you know, boys are girls and girls are boys and you can't eat this and you can't eat that and cow flatulence is destroying the atmosphere and, and all the rest. And, and, and you heard me talk about it and everybody says, Dave, you're, you're just full of it. And I said, not as much as the left. Right. And, I'm an, and now it's all here. Yep. It is all here. Absolutely. Heather, congratulations on Uh, what happened with the Pulaski Special School District. Congratulations on that, standing up like you have. And uh, Miss Elizabeth, I hope to be able to see you back in the studio next week. You take care and take care of all the things you got to take care of, okay? If we can get that little car fixed. All right. Little car trouble fixed. All right. Well, we we miss you here in the studio, hopefully next week. Bible Guys are up next. Stay with me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Go-Go's, right? Sure does sound like them, doesn't it? It's Cademan's call. Well, I mean, it sounds like, it really does sound like Go-Go's, but how they started it. We got the beat or something, uh, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like the Go-Go's. It's, it, it's about time that they went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They'll be inducted. That that might be just a little bit before my time. But Go-Go's? Yeah, just a, just a well, little bit. I can't believe it's been, what, 40 years? I mean, that's amazing to yeah. me. 
Yep. A lot of music's gone under the bridge. Let's put it that way. A lot of music. I was talking to Heidi during the break, and I said, Heidi, I'm buying tickets to a concert at Simmons. And she says, really? I said, yeah. I said, uh, Journey is coming in March. I think it's March 18th. Tickets go on sale this Friday, and I'm going to get tickets that are fairly close because I, I want Linda to be able to see the opening acts more than I'm worried about Neil Schoen and, mm-hmm. and, and Journey. And uh, the opening acts are Toto. We'll go yep. to Africa, I'm sure. And then, uh, man, I couldn't believe when I saw who the other opening act was. It's Billy Idol. There you go. There you go. I can't wait to see Billy Idol again. I saw him back when he was the thing. So are you going to st- stay for the opening acts and then leave before Journey Action I, comes You know, to be honest, I could probably. <laughs> I like because say, I re- huh? of the three acts, Billy Idol is the one I really want to see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because I saw Billy... When he was at his peak, before he had the motorcycle accident and everything, I've got but, uh, I've got a really good friend who's a huge Journey fan, so I'll I'll have to let them know that. Well, look, I know coming, all their words. So, yeah. Na 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 na. I know all the words of their song. There you go. <laughs> took me about two minutes to learn all the words. Yeah, it's well, all the slackers dragging in. Do the best rock and roll songs, and then I'll stop because Steve will be chastising me. Uh, Billy Idol, White Wedding, and Rebel Yell. Two great rock and roll anthems. I mean, when he does Rebel Yell, if the whole crowd is not standing up singing with him, singing, yeah, more, 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 yeah, I'll be, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I'll be di- Steve, how are you, brother? Grab up that microphone, bring yourself closer to it so we can hear he, he what might, you're saying. He said he was right. doing fine, but it's been so long since he was on the air that he forgot he has, has right. to use that microphone well, to like, be heard. Paul so. must have been in here. Then we got, uh, <laughs> you know, Billy is here. Good, Good to have him with us as well. Uh, Scott is out doing something. I'm sure it's in, in, in you know, the Lord's name, but still. This show is important. That's no, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. No, it is. There, there's a reason that I give up hours of my life every week to come do this. We it's get a lot of people that send us a lot important. of different questions. Yep. yep. And the question that has been on everybody's mind is where is America's place in, uh, you know, future things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they never like our answer. They don't. Nope. They never like our answer. We're not mentioned because... We're probably going to be leaving the world stage somewhere between now and when Jesus comes back. Yep. 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 We started to leave it last January. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, you know, I mean, look, Biden opened up another embassy. Yep. You know, consulate. Yeah. Yeah, to make uh, to make uh, the Palestinians happy. By the way, I was watching uh, TMC. And they showed the. I don't think they could ever. Make, they couldn't make this movie again just because if they did it, when it opened, there would be mass protests, exodus hmm. with Paul Newman and Marie St. James. That was a great, great movie. And because and be, probably because it was really negative about Britain, which Britain had coming. Yeah. All right, because when Israel became a nation, the British were not the friends that they needed. Nope. Let's put it that way. Right. They didn't want them to have their own country. So I watched that. What a great 
great movie. It was a scene in it, and I looked at my wife and said, they'd never show that again. It was Sal Mineo. You remember Sal Mineo? Rebel Without a Cause and some of the different movies that he was in, and then he got somebody killed him, and they think it was some some radicals in the Middle East that killed him. Hmm. Uh, and there's a very young Jill Hayworth in this movie, and she's at the startup of, of Israel, 1949. Eight. Yeah, 48, okay. But anyway, he walks up to her, and she's standing at this gate separating the Arabs from them. <laughs> and she's holding on. She's got a Molotov cocktail in her hand. And he says, you're not holding that right. And I could just, you know, he makes her turn it over so the liquid's getting to the wick. Right. So it's wet, mm. you know. <laughs> and I told my wife, I said, I can't see them doing that scene ever again. No. You yeah, know, as no. far as that. Nor that movie. Yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, you got to understand when the movie was supposed to have taken place. Uh, the, the The author of the book wrote all the historical drama that went into the people coming to the Middle East, to Israel, and uh, t- and talking about why they were so adamant and talking about, you know, the Holocaust and all of that. And it's just laid out in front of you. Otto Preminger did a good job. Do we, uh, anybody remember what year the, uh, the uh, pound or the sterling was no longer the world currency? Right. When, when it shifted to the dollar? Probably after they fought against Israel for so long. It was like after, 1948. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. It, all, it came, all came undone. Yeah, and the um, the sun used to never set on the British Empire. Yeah. Sets quite a bit on it now. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they said yeah. back in the day when they had the Navy that they had. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that the moment you um, thumb your nose at God, God goes, oh, okay. Right. Um, I got you, you. You can just slide to the side then. Well, yeah, ask Nebuchadnezzar about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ask him how grass tastes. Right. I'd like to see some leaders today out in the yard mucking on some grass. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it, it was really interesting. I forget. Let me look just real quick as I'm talking here. It came out, I believe, in 63 or 64. So it hadn't been that long that they had had their own country, uh, uh, the Israelis, the Jewish folks. Yeah, I'm trying to bring this up right now so I can get us the exodus. I tried using that story as a, I work with a guy who's an atheist, and uh, he made the comment <clears throat> last week. He said, well, just give me one. Uh, he said, give me one fulfilled prophecy, and I'll believe. I said, well, <laughs> I'll give you more than one, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I said, we won't even talk about all the ones that talk about the promised coming of Jesus. I said, I said just turn on the news. I said, the sheer fact that Israel exists today is mm-hmm. a fulfilled and Bible it's still prophecy. here. That's right. Yep. The nation that was pretty much destroyed, that lost its culture, that lost its language, right? I say it lost its culture. Its culture just dispersed to the world, but yet it came back together. Yep. And, and not only is that just some weird fluke thing. I tried that with another guy, and he goes, really? You're going to tell me God exists because people moved? I said, really? I said, you're going to take the reestablishment of an entire people into the into the promised land in which God said they could have is just people moving. Right. And we must remember that. And they didn't even have U-Haul then. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They, um, um, we must uh, remember when Jesus said, uh, though one raised from the dead 
There are some people, it doesn't matter That's right. what yep. you say, what you do, no matter how much you It's a much matter of the heart. Had. That's right. It's, a, it's, not about, it's not about logic. Yep. It's just like when you, you talk to people from the left at times, you can present all the logic in the world, and because they are so sold out to falsehoods, they, never, they won't believe you. Right. Or even if they did, they wouldn't admit it. You can, like, I'm not trying to go down a big political thing here, but let's just, for example, what was it in yeah, Wisconsin? because Dave seriously scares away from political I know, things. I know, right? I do. So but, I mean, it, the contents of this is primarily religious, right? But however, You're talking about right in house? We have a, no. <laughs> I think same state, though. So yeah, what did we, we have last November? We had video evidence of somebody taking boxes out and shoving them through a machine, but yet nobody will believe that there's yeah. a possibility of maybe there were some fraud. Right. Yeah. Video evidence of people shoving voting ballots into a machine after, after they, hours. Right, after they made everybody leave. Yeah. And then if you just that simply was in, That was, the question, by the way, in Philadelphia. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, it was in Philadelphia. You simply point that out to people that are like, well, it, it, it's not what it looks like. That's not what it looks like. Didn't happen. Which I, I like to refer to. The, the city of brotherly love uh, as the, uh, you know, the new Chicago in the way they do elections. Because mm. they, they've done that in Chicago yeah. forever. I mean, where did vote early and vote often come from? <laughs> right. It was, was Chicago, yeah. you know. Um, my, my dad never voted for a Democrat until he died. <laughs> You know, I just it's one of the jokes that we have at times. But it's it's true true statement. Yeah. But what do you guys think what do you think about Rittenhouse? Last week we talked about justice because mm. we were talking about wokeism, Steve, and I was hoping I was hoping you'd make it last week and you couldn't. Wokeism has infiltrated into the church mm-hmm. on and I always make this statement now. You may be saying the same words but you're talking from different dictionaries. Yeah. And uh, justice is a perfect word that they have grabbed hold of right. and they have changed its meaning. Uh, and it's not justice that we're talking about. So the church's justice is different than what the world sees justice. That We're, we're seeing that play out in front of us with this Rittenhouse thing. Yeah. You know, you know who got justice? The justice came from the guy's that were grabbing a guy's gun mm-hmm. and then yeah. they got shot. Yeah. Or yeah. a guy that pointed his handgun at the noggin of another guy and got his bicep of his right arm, as he put it, vaporized. You know, blew it apart. I mean, look, Rittenhouse didn't shoot anybody that didn't attack him first. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I, haven't, I haven't followed that very closely, but I did see a couple of excerpts where... The prosecution star witness got on the stand and went, "Oh yeah, no, I pointed my gun at him first. Yeah, right. that's the guy. Uh, that, that's the guy had his uh, had his arm vape. Why, why are we basically. having a trial? I mean, yeah. Well, I think that you could look at it um, <clears throat> from a couple of different ways. If you were to say that this was a local guy that was 21 years old, this is this is over. <clears throat> but the fact that a kid who shouldn't have had the gun to begin with drove in from out of town—that's not true." You know. The law says he could have the gun legally. Why? Because 17 years old, you can have a long gun. Yep. You know, in 18. Wisconsin, the judge threw out that Okay, uh, I thought it charge. was 18. No. Okay, so he drove in from out of town with a gun. 22 miles. Right. 
And That's how far Antioch is from Kenosha. Okay. By the way, right. I drove further than that this morning, I think. <laughs> his dad his dad lived in Kenosha. His grandmother lived in Kenosha. He used to live in Kenosha. He works still in Kenosha. Okay. So he had ties. That's what I'm saying. The only, the only argument you could made is that he shouldn't have been there. Yeah. That's really the okay. only argument you could make. Well, but, but, but when you know he what was I there... Say, here's what I say to those people. As far as I know, the U.S. Constitution gives us the freedom of travel we can go wherever we want to go right i'll tell you who shouldn't have been there doing what they were doing and that's the rioters yeah i agree yeah Yeah, no i agree yeah i know i i I just i get worked up about this because there's been so many lies i mean to listen to what see a man who's supposed to be standing up for quote justice lied his butt off Mm. to a jury uh from the prosecution standpoint i mean you if you want to claim if you want here is one of them if you want to claim self-defense you can't bring a gun with you what what that's funny yeah it is funny it's stupid yeah it's stupid we gotta take a break what we need is more men like that boy i agree yep i'm i'm wholehearted let me tell you a lot younger boys fighting when the state of israel yeah. was established yeah. we'll talk about all of that in a moment here on the dave ellswick show steve hess is in the house it's good to have him here and of course billy miller is here billy is the man who tries to be here all the time the only time that he has not been here is when they tried to saw his foot off you know, <laughs> Indeed. And, and, then, and then he was out for a while i, I think i took two weeks off when yeah. he cut off my foot so. it's the dave ellswick show here on uh, 1011 fm the answer don't forget about pi roofing they'll do i i actually walked across the street people bought the house that's across the street from me and they were roofing it and i said who's roofing your house and they said a friend of ours and i said really I said, you ever heard of P.I. Roofing? <laughs> and I gave them the whole spiel right there on the driveway. Well, they already were ripping the shingles off and putting new ones on. But uh, the guy said, well, thanks for the information. And I came and went back home. He probably thought, who's that nut job? You know, but anyway, P.I. Roofing, I think you're a nut job if you're using somebody else, all right? Because they do the job and they do it right. Uh, they work with your insurance company, make sure... Uh, you're not going to have to pay more than, you know, you absolutely have to pay. P.I. Roofing, 707-3551, and find them online, piroofing.com. All right, we're back. We've got the Bible guys here. You got a question? 823-0965. 823-0965. Uh, Hanukkah starts when? In De- De- December 4th? Is that, is that right? No, it starts uh, the 28th. Which, uh, yeah. The twenty Benjamin's, Benjamin's birthday is on the twenty sixth, which is a Friday. Twenty seven, twenty eight starts on the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth of November, huh? Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Have you guys heard from the rabbi? Is he is he going to do the, the lighting, the lantern, know. the lantern? Oh, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they will, but I don't know the details of it. Yet. Do you guys have a, a phone number for him? <clears throat> no, I don't. Scott probably does. Okay, I'll ask Scott. I'll call him and ask him to come on and talk about Hanukkah. Hanukkah's a real deal, man. Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. John ten twenty two. Yeah. I know a lot of people say, well, they didn't use, here's the problem. Well, they didn't use the word Hanukkah. Well, there was a, there was the only celebration that was going on at the time. Right. <laughs> well, right. so, so they 
all they did was simply translate the word Hanukkah. Right. But the word Hanukkah is there if you were to read it in its original language. Um, the, the Festival of Lights, that is literally the translation of the word Hanukkah. So um, we, we it's there. It's just that you don't read it as, you don't read it in the Hebrew. So. Yep. And, and also the uh, story of Hanukkah is actually a prophesied event. Um, it is in the book of Daniel chapter 8. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, some try and put that in end time stuff, but... It, it don't fit. They try to put a lot of Daniel stuff in yeah. end times. Yeah, but yeah, Daniel 8 uh, talks about um, how this uh, ruler would rise up and how he would shut down the temple sacrifices for uh, 2,300 evenings and mornings, which is exactly how long that the uh, the temple was ransacked in 167. That was the Greeks, years, right? About three years, yep. Okay, make sure everybody. And then it, then it says it was going to be restored, and it was, right? I'll be honest with you. Eschatology is not my strongest suit because I try to live my life that Jesus come back today. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm not worried about what are the signs because, look, signs are everywhere. I mean, Jesus told us here's the signs are going to happen. Well, they're happening. One of the biggest ones, what you we were referring to talking about the nation of Israel coming together. You always say that's when the countdown clock really started yep i would agree and even to the people who are your uh, eschatological experts are not right yes um they there's such an enormous misunderstanding of prophetic events and there are so many people that try to take like all of the book of daniel all of the book of revelation all of matthew 24 and all these other different things and just they try and do what we often talk about on this program is they try to Greek eyes everything and they try and make everything fit in a nice, neat chronological time sequence. It's not how it works. If you go back, if you want to understand end times prophecy, go look at the fulfilled prophecy of Jesus's first coming. There were very few and you could argue, um, well, actually no, uh, Psalms 22 is probably the only one that you could say is a full chapter that's dedicated to his coming. Every other prophecy it's woven. mixed in with other stuff. That's style. right. And then when we take all of Daniel 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 and, and stick all that together uh, in a nice sequence and say, hey, this is how it's going to play out, that's not how prophecy happened the first time. It's like, what is it, Isaiah that has the, the suffering servant in it? Yeah, Isaiah 53. Yeah, yeah. You that's could argue, another perfect example. Yeah, Isaiah 53 is another one that you could say is an entire uh, chapter dedicated but it's actually in the midst of, of, I think, from 49 to 54 is kind of leading up to that uh, that time. <clears throat> so, like I said, you, if you want to understand prophecy, you got to read all of that future stuff and, and see what's happening in its original context. And not from, quote, I'll say it this way, a Christian Correct. perspective. Yep. It's from a Jewish interpretation. Yep. Which a lot of people don't want to give credit to. Yeah, you, you got look. The Bible is a Hebraic mm-hmm. book. Why we try to take he, you know take the Jewishness out of it is ridiculous. Let me say. Let me always make my 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 big my big reveal here. Jesus was a Jew. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I tell you, I got thirty seconds. Uh, I'll have to pick this up. Okay, on we'll do it. We'll go when we come back. It. We got Bill O'Reilly wants to talk to you, and then we'll come back and and we'll we'll take this on some more here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show and uh, Hanukkah again, November twenty eighth, twenty eighth. Got to keep that in mind. Uh, I'm going to do a show on Hanukkah here 
next couple of weeks. All right, Steve Ellswick Show, stick around. All right, 25 minutes until 8 o'clock. We've got 25 more minutes to sit here and talk with the Bible guys. I want to tell you about David Lucas Financial. And, you know, he understands that you're concerned about out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, and the rapid decline of the U.S. dollar. And uh, he'll tell you that's why a lot of people are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. Don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Uh, you know, pay attention, but don't let it destroy your entire uh, your retirement. There's things that you can do. You can learn how silver and gold can help you protect your assets, like your IRA, your 401k, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. The folks at David Lucas Financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed national uh, wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment uh, advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial an Arkansas registered investment advisor. So keep that in mind. It's, you really should, or you can lose a lot of money that you've saved thinking that you're going to be safe from the federal government yeah. and their monetary policies. Um, I should give them a call. I own some silver. I don't really need gold, but I own a, a little bit of silver. A little bit. Well, you but, might, uh, you know, I know that you <clears throat> own some Bitcoin. I think you might want to talk to them about that. Yeah, yeah, I've got some. I've got some cryptocurrency. Um, Makes sense. Not not a not a ton, but some people say crypto. Well, what's it worth? Well, what's a dollar worth? Right. It's worth how much the person that accepts the dollar says it's yep. worth. Yep. That's all because they they don't have it connected. Haven't since Nixon. It's yep. not been connected to gold. Used to be we had to have an ounce of gold for ever so much. Uh, you know. Paper money, not anymore. I've got a uh, uh, an old five that's a five dollar silver certificate. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So that was uh, we have forgotten that that when our money used to actually be yeah, worth something. Didn't you believe the president then? <laughs> this is a dollar. It will be worth a dollar bill today. It'll be worth a dollar tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Biggest lie you ever were told. Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the statistic? I, I see it quoted every once in a while. Something like forty percent of all the dollars that have ever existed have been printed in the last eighteen months, or something stupid. So that doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> yeah. That's the doesn't thing. Surprise I, me at all. I think that well, the thing we were talking about at the beginning <clears throat> of where's America and what's going to play out. That financial is going to be the thing that brings us down. Yeah. It, what I what I don't know is which way it's going to happen. Is either one. Uh, people are going to quit accepting the dollars uh, and we're going to have, and we will just have a complete total financial meltdown, which will then send us into global conflict because once we're paying people to not fight anymore, they'll start fighting. Right. 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 Um, Or most people, you need to, you, you made a, you made a really fast statement there. Most people that most people do not understand. We understand it. And therefore you breezed over it. You have to understand that the way the United States keeps peace in the world, quote unquote, is that we pay people 
not, not to, fight to fight each other. Yeah. Right? We, it, now, we don't, we don't call it paying it not That's to fight. Right. We'll, we'll give you food subsidies, and we'll do this for you, and we'll do that for you. We pay the world not to kill each other. And when our dollars are suddenly worth nothing, it's we're just shipping them fancy toilet paper at that point, right? Yep. I mean, it's like, look, um, we don't we don't need your dollars anymore, and therefore we're going to go back to killing each other just like we now we're going to use the Chinese money, right? Yeah, you know, that that's a good possibility. I know people don't want to hear that, but there is a good possibility there. The, the, it's just that's the thing. It, well, the other part I was going to say, or the next global conflict will cause the financial collapse. It's one yeah. of the two, we just don't know which is going to happen. Yeah, well, here's kind of all I know. You should be paying attention to what your enemies are doing. Yeah. Here in the last few weeks, we had the Chinese do a hyper-speed missile. Mm-hmm. Hypersonic test. Yep. Yeah, okay, and it was successful. Yep. And if you listened closely to our military leadership, they said it was like a Sputnik event. Yeah. You got to go go back and read about this little satellite called Sputnik that the Russians sent up in space. I mean, it wasn't much bigger than a basketball. Yep. But it changed the world as we know it. And take a look at who's doing war games <clears throat> with whom. Mm-hmm. And right now you've got the Russians and the Chinese playing nice with each other. Yep. And then last but not least there's uh, hundreds upon hundreds and a lot of money being sent by the UK to the Ukrainian front to offset thousands of troops from the Russian Republic. Yeah. I'm telling you, the world is precariously balanced right now. It's 1938 and we don't realize it. Yeah. Right? We yeah. really don't. That, that's actually the conversation I started with you during the the break that we're going to finish during the next break is <laughs> is of that very subject and unfortunately I can't go to, into what I was going right. to say here but what what I will say is uh, what most people most people who are paying attention to the news have have heard about the hypersonic weapon that was tested very successfully circled the entire uh, planet as I recall w- what you may not have heard is that. China has specified what that weapon is designed to do, and that is to destroy aircraft carriers. They've said that the purpose of this weapon is to blow aircraft carriers out of the water. Because, because otherwise, we got the best aircraft right. carriers in the world. A, a aircraft carrier is a floating fortress, period, designed yep. to be able to extend uh, America's might wherever we need to be able to do that. And what the Chinese have said is, and we need to be able to wipe those off the face of the planet when, when think, we want to. Think X-Men. Right. <laughs> or or think the Avengers, yep. where they had the floating aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. All right. I mean, it's, I it's think they're running city. the. Um, a, we were talking about this at work the other day, and I said, um, I said honestly, I said I think the the Chinese and the Russians right now are doing the math. Yeah. And what they're figuring out is what are we going to lose? What's our acceptable losses if we if we go ahead and take down America? Because there's never been a greater opportunity. If you look at the quote-unquote leadership that we have right now, we would roll over and let them pet our bellies in a second. Yeah, yeah. A year and a half ago, <clears throat> Trump would have nuked them off the planet, right? If they would have tried anything stupid, Afghanistan never would have happened. And I think right now they're going, hey, Russia's going, I think we could go to Georgia, Ukraine. I think we could really get yeah. some land back here. and, and uh, Go back and get those countries that join NATO. Yeah. Yep. Well, and they've, they've got to be keeping a close eye on next year's elections, right? What do the winds of America look like? 
Um, because if if you're thinking, hey, let's do all this while there's a a weak presidency, and you see the winds changing next year, which by the way, assuming we can have free and fair elections, the winds will change dramatically yeah. next year. Oh yeah, yeah, um, sixty to seventy seats. Yeah. yeah. So if if that happens, then they know they're on a very short clock to act while there's still a weak presidency. So, um, the the next three years could be super. I hate to use the word interesting. Right. The word is interesting, but I hate to use that word because it, it could be devastating. Uh, it, it, the next three years could change the face of the world. And you have to understand that Americans, we have a tendency to think of the future in two to four year chunks, yeah. right? Because that's we, our, our political cycle is two to four years. That's we think, not how the Chinese but say the Chinese, it. But the Chinese say we think about things in the, in the next century and the century after that. They're thinking 100 to 200 years out. I'm sorry, stopping back up. Two centuries ago, they were looking at a birth of a nation and going, will these people ever mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. And they're now looking, in two more centuries, will that nation even still exist? And, and on our current trajectory, the answer is no. Nope. Absolutely not, not. Not without a massive, massive of biblical proportions revival, both spiritual and patriotic. Yeah. It, it would, it's going to have to be ginormous. You, you cannot continue to go down the path, even if you remove God from the equation. Yeah. Any nation this divided, this much it loathes its own past, its own flag, its own leadership, its own culture will not exist. And even the, Jesus said of the devil, when yeah. he tried to say the devil's doing this, he's like, uh, any kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And we will not. This is not just hyperbole. This is not uh, fear mongering. It's fact. Well, yeah. And, and, and the big problem is that we have gone, I mean, we are, we are still a democratically elected republic, but we have, we have forgotten what the word republic means and we've become yep. essentially a full democracy. And you know, there's the old, uh, Man, I have, I have given to bad you, movement. Yeah. Democracy. I have given to you a republic for how long, for as long as you can keep it. And yeah. the problem is that we have surrendered the republic. Um, we, we don't understand what that means anymore. Matter of fact, you ask most people on the street, it, what kind of, our, of government we are, and they will tell you democracy. Yep, you know, like, no, right. no, that's, I'm sorry, that's not what we were supposed to be because the chaos you see right now is what you get when you have a democracy. Democracy is rule by the mob. Yep. The, the the biggest voice wins. 50 plus so, one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So rules. Right, it's, right. um, and unfortunately, we have lost our base, um, our biblical base, and as a result, the 50 plus one. Um, just wants to see the nastiest things mm-hmm. in the world uh, as law, and, and we have we are rapidly approaching the point where we are an absolutely lawless nation. Yep, and we um, don't see it; we're so numb to it. Yeah, we well, really especially when you when you know the presidency says what did that court said? Yeah. Well, it said yeah. that you got to wait on yeah, that the uh, vax mandates. Oh, well, I don't think I we don't will. Want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's <laughs> I, uh, lawlessness, folks. This and by the way, um, this is a watershed moment because if they push forward and prove that we are a lawless nation, I know a bunch of good old boys who won't put up with that anymore. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, they've been sitting around going, "There's still the rule of law. There's mm-hmm. still the rule of law. There's still the rule of law." But the moment you prove to them there's no rule of law. Stuff's going to get stupid All in a hurry. bets are off. Yeah. Stuff's going to get stupid in a hurry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's true. I, I think they, I, I agree with that. I think that there are so many people that um, say that very thing, that we are just, 
We still believe in the Constitution. We still believe in the rule of law. No, they we don't. still believe in, in I'm just voting. saying, they don't. No, no, our people. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about conservatives oh, okay. that, that are sitting back and just going, once we realize that it is over, yeah. then I think the thing that the government people have feared will actually happen. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that are still trying to believe that the rule of law and the Constitution exist. And when that becomes evident, then... That it's not? They will try to reinstate it. Yeah, yep. I think so. <laughs> That's what will happen. I can yep. guarantee you that. All right, let me talk about Pat Davis. We'll take a break. I get a final break in uh, for this uh, uh, half hour. And Pat Davis wants you to know you need to call him about your health insurance. I mean, you need health insurance, but here's what you don't need. You don't need to be paying out your nose for it. You, you need to save some money on this so that when you got to use your health insurance, uh, that uh, – it's going to leave you a little bit of money behind that you can do the other things in life that are important to you. Save 30 to 50% on your health insurance by just calling and talking to Pat Davis. He'll give you all the figures. 501-605-6935. Call him today. Take some time. We're talking 10, 15 minutes, all right? Then perhaps... Uh, you know, you go in and you fill the paperwork work out, and you can do that at yourhealthplanman.com. You know, this is any health insurance plan, any company, any provider can do it the way that Pat Davis does it. It's the perfect health plan if you're self-employed. There are no co-pays, and you may even get a check back from the doctor, the urgent care center, or even the hospital. Find out more and make the logical choice for you and your family. 501-605-6935, yourhealthplanman.com on the internet. Talk to Pat Davis. All right, back with you. Final segment, been a good segment. We gave you some really good answers for all of you who keep asking the question, you know, what's where, where will America be on the stage uh, in the future, are are we are we like the eagle in in biblical eschatology studies and things? And I'm I I follow right with these guys. I follow what the Hebrews say. Right, all right. As far as as the the future goes, we've tried as as Christians to unload as much hebraic belief as we can right you know what you've unloaded you've unloaded the truth yeah yeah, yeah. that's what you've unloaded you've unloaded the truth there's yeah. a, the, the things that you hear these guys talk about it's the truth why do i say that read your bible right <laughs> so to that whole um eagle thing uh i think there are two references primarily that people will try to use to say ah um the, the symbol of the u.s is mm. the eagle and then here are a couple of, of passages where it talks about the eagle being, you know, swooping in to save Israel. Um, and, and they really, that whole idea, the entire presence, quote unquote, of the U.S. in end time events is based on two passages. Yet, I can point to a couple of dozen passages where God himself identifies himself as the eagle, the eagle yeah. that will protect Israel. It's like, look, if there's an eagle that's coming to protect Israel, it's God has people. already identified himself as that eagle. So those two passages that talk about the eagle's wings, toss them in the trash. They don't, they don't rep- toss them in the trash when replying, when, when talking about the U.S. They don't apply to the U.S. It's God yeah. talking about spreading out his wings of protection over the nation of Israel. Let's remember something here. 
We're talking about God's people. Right. All right. Our church did not take the place of God. Right. right. I know there's some people who think that's the case. Right. It's not. And and the understand case. that part of the the reason that the end time events happen the way they do is to force them to make a decision. And yet if some superpower swoops in yep. and steals the glory of God, what's the point? Correct. Uh, th- at that point, God's just a big bully. It says in Ezekiel that God says, I myself, that I will, right. so that the world will know that I am God. It is going to, the events will be so clear because if not, it'll be just like what Billy was saying is they'll just go, oh, America protected Israel again. Right. It's not God. It's just That's America. not the key. No. The only yeah. reason America could protect the people of Israel is because of God. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that is the, the purpose for the United States. I think that's why the United States had to come on the scene when it did and do what we have done. It, we served a purpose in yep. God's big plan. And when God's done with us, right. say and guess what? Um, that and has he'll always be done been with us. With the nations ar- around Israel, the nations who had impact on Israel, was, they were always a tool to be used for a specific purpose in God's plan. And I think our time as a tool is very quickly coming to an end. And you know why? Because we don't want to believe in God anymore. Right, right. That's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. I can't believe people can't. This to me is as plain as the nose on the on yeah. my face. Yeah. We're the ones that are leaving God. God's the, not leaving uh, us. That's the premise behind the book that Billy was referencing is, uh, is Atheism Dead, which is a play on the was Time article from 1966. God is dead, yeah. yes. 1966, Time's <clears throat> article, the front page said, Is God Dead? And then they go on basically to make the assumption. Netsky. Right, yeah. that, that God that is dead. But um, Metaxas has just written a book called Is Atheism Dead? And, and I'm trying to get Eric on. Read. I'm going to have him come on. When the Bible guys are on, I listened to a um, a podcast with him on there He's explaining a smart it all. Smart man, and and he said that uh, whenever he would debate uh, atheists, he would always ask, "What's the hardest thing to defend?" And they said the complexity, yeah, because it is the the not only the human body but all of the fine-tuned world, the fine-tuned universe. Yep. Yeah, that impossible. you can right. It's just almost mathematically impossible. Next week, all right. Next week, I will play. The audio that I sent the Bible guys last week of the astrophysicist hmm. talking about God. Yeah. Oh, the mic drop moment? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's that was very good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, I mean, when astrophysicists say, you know, string theory and all of that, they had to have a lot of that five years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now they're saying, well, God is not even part of our equation they're outside right. Right. of what we thought right. physics was so you can't where is god well yep. god's there because you made god small yep. yeah my god is big you know there's uh guys that deal with that code uh, i think called mathematical problems with darwin yeah. uh, and what started this we brought well, it up several I times like that yeah it's uh well, the guy who came up with it was not a scientist in the sense of traditional, like, a, you know, biologist, chemist, astrophysicist. He was a mathematician, and he was a, uh, he's a Ph.D. at Yale. Yep. And he said it's mathematically impossible yep. For, yep. for Darwinian yep. evolution to be true because we don't have enough time and because of all of the other That's, outside things. And, see, and people just don't understand. That's why it's done mathematically. Yep. Because math is a pure yeah. science. And, and that's that, so um, th- that book, Is Atheism Dead? That's part of 
when when in 1966 when the article was written is god dead you have to understand that the scientific community had said there are only two requirements for life to be able to be possible you have to have a a a star like the sun and you have to have a planet in the goldilocks zone that was it two and and according to that there should be billions and billions of world out there well that's because we didn't understand what it took to create life that that number is now in excess of 200 requirements and according to the raw math statistics life should not exist even on earth nowhere in the universe should life exist it is simply too complex i will try to get eric on with us next week would love it if he's available i've been trying for about two months right now and we'll set up a date and they say yeah he decides to do a speech here you know so anyway we'll try to get eric on he's been on the show before he's just he's like ben shapiro he is beyond smart right yeah he's just beyond smart because he's a smart i've known a lot of smart people but then they don't have any common sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. These are smart people with a whole lot of common sense as well. And I'll play that piece of audio for you. It's about two minutes long. You'll love it. You'll love it. Steve, it's great to see you, brother. You too, buddy. I'm glad well, you're here today. I'm not sure about next week, but I'll check when I get into work. <laughs> well, try. Try to make it. Tell them that you want to be here when hey, Eric Dave, is on. I'll and be here. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see you. And hopefully, Scott will be here. Yes. Bible guys. Back with us next Tuesday. I'm back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning with Ken Yang. Leads me to still waters and he restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's. Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.